Hey everyone, welcome to another quarantine edition of Star Spangled Eurovision. I am here with my co-hosts, Alex and Bart. I think that we're spread across the DMV right now. I'm in Maryland, Bart's in Virginia, and Max is in DC. Yeah, we're we're spread out, but still still able to do this shit for you guys, which I'm I'm excited that we can still do it. Thank God for technology. It's hard to seem like super excited about things right now, but like we will do our best to convey enthusiasm through the podcast. I don't know. I'm kind of excited because I'm still hyped up from doing the whole Eurovision again thing, uh, which for those of you who have not been following along, um, is a thing that's hosted by um, or on Twitter every week on Saturdays, where as as a fandom we rewatch a Eurovision from the past, and it's really fun. And I highly recommend it for anyone following. So if you follow at Eurovision again on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at SSC underscore pod to follow our commentary. Uh, today we watched the 2009 competition, which Alexander Rybak famously won. But I realized that Turkey was actually my favorite from that year, not Alexander. Was it some harem pop or was it something else? Yeah, it was Doom Tech Tech. Oh, that was the Doom Tech Tech year? Yeah. What what time do they do that? So it is um, 8 p.m. UK time on Saturdays. That's 3 p.m. Eastern time. So super fun. Y'all should join. Uh, but today we have a, another exciting show for you. We're going to be going over four more songs from the 2020, uh, well, no longer competition, but the 2020 <laughs> group, class, cohort, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, Are these songs exciting, Max? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You know, this year has been has its ups and downs, and this week might be one of the more um, low-key songs. Is we start getting some better ground next week. Okay. In case you're like, in case people start like really dragging along this week, I will. Wait, like, wait to hype up our listeners at the beginning. There's greener pastures ahead. I mean, there's, I mean, there's some ones I don't mind in this batch. Okay. Well, I'm excited to get into it. So we're gonna be talking about Belarus, Estonia, Moldova, and Croatia. Uh, but first, I want to talk about, a little bit about some more Eurovision news. So last week, the EBU announced that they're going to what their plans are for the 2020 slot that they had for the original Eurovision. And so they're going to be doing something called Eurovision Europe Shine a Light on the 16th of May in place of the uh, original contest. Supposedly, this will be a, a show honoring all 41 songs for 2020 in a non-competitive format, as well as providing sort of uh, other things, um, you know, previous performers, covers, um, all that fun stuff. So hopefully it won't be really lame. The show is supposed to only be two hours, so I don't know how they're going to fit all 41 songs in their entirety into that from this year. So I hope they don't shortchange any of the artists from this year. That could that could. Suck. There's going to be no critiques or voting. There's going to be no voting, although I think um, Sweden is having its own show, like, either a day or two before in place of one of the semifinals, I think, actually, um, where they're going to let the Swedish audience vote on all the 2020 songs except for Sweden's. Um, Yeah, but I think the, the idea is that this won't be a competitive thing. It'll just be a way to celebrate all the 2020 songs, which I hope they do properly and give these artists a chance to, you know, be in the limelight a little. I hope it's like a live stream mashup DJ set 
where they put all of the boring AF songs on like sick beats and they all like <laughs> went in together for two hours and they're like hope you're not too sick to dance boom boom have you guys seen how the uh, how like DJs around the world are just having sets in their bedrooms like in front of like on Zoom or whatnot and then people are dancing in their own homes to the DJ set that's kind of what I envision when you say that, Martin. Like, That's exactly what I want it to be. That's what we're going to be doing. <laughs> um, we're hoping for some uh, really upbeat, upbeat remixes of um, Empire and what's another what's another boring song? Empire is not even the worst of them. Empire is upbeat compared to some of the other ones. Yeah. You'd like a dance remix of Voda. Yes. <laughs> It just reminds me of um of uh when we all danced to La Forza in Portugal. <laughs> oh, that was that was classic. Classic. Uh, Honestly, now, when I listen to La Forza, it isn't even just like an operatic song. It is like meant to be a club bash that has a very particular style of flowy dance to it. It's a bop now. <laughs> <laughs> You guys can't see it, but Alex is dancing on Skype right now. <laughs> yeah, but we're all quarantined, so we can't add the visual effects of using the iPhone flashlights to try to be, like, LED lighting on her. It's very sad. Although, this is all something that we can do at home, unless you don't have an iPhone. It also works on Samsungs. I don't know if it works on non-smartphones, so for those of you who are still living under a rock, sorry, you got to make your own phone. Okay, clearly we really miss each other because it's the longest intro we've ever done, <laughs> but I feel like we should get to the songs. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so let's start with Belarus, uh, who's chosen the group Val to represent them with the song Davidna. So let's, uh, let's check it out. I mean, this song is like objectively not good, but I feel like for two years running now, Belarus has really cornered the market of like trashy pop songs that I will love with like pretty kitschy dancing and like I mean I didn't really understand the lyrics when they were in English because we thought she was saying something else and now they're just in Belarusian so we don't know what they're saying but I don't know it's kind of catchy her like dancer does a great death drop that me and Max were both blown away by um she has like a weird headpiece on for I have no idea what reason but she has some dance moves I don't know I feel like it's like it's like Pretty trashy, enjoyable, classic Europop. Yeah, I definitely, like, I really enjoy the staging. Like, it's really fun with, like, the dance moves and everything. I like her styling. Like, the headpiece is, is like, weird, but it looks really cool. 
cool. So I'm I'm definitely not not into it. And yeah, so I just the song is fun. I again I don't really know what it's about. I can pick up a few words here and there, but um, I haven't properly delved into the lyrics, uh, so I'm not entirely sure what it's about. But, but I don't know. Like I I actually really don't hate it. I think I like it more than Belarus last year, which I which I enjoyed last year too. But this one's got a I think a bit better songwriting like yeah it's still kind of cheesy pop but it's still it's i think it's a little just better written overall yeah good job belarus um yeah i mean i really like the dancing <laughs> aspect of it but the song was just meh. like this is one of those i'm not really gonna remember it that much you know yeah so i like disagree a little bit that it's i like it's just one of those i would scroll past on spotify but it, it was fine. <laughs> Are we sad? It's we're not going to get to see it performed on the Eurovision stage. Like not that heartbroken, honestly. <laughs> I think honestly, they'll sing like more or less the same song next year. Yeah, I am. I imagine that's true. I don't. I don't think it's confirmed yet whether or not Val is going to Eurovision in 2021. I think they want to, but that has not yet been confirmed. Um, I would like to see them see them in in 2021 uh, with a different song, I guess. Obviously, that's that's the rule, but I hope they can come up with something similar or better. It'd be cool. Yeah, I have faith in that. Any other thoughts on on Belarus? No. Moving okay. on. Moving on up to Estonia, who chose Ukusuviste, who was the winner of Estilau. Uh, as their representative at Eurovision 2020 with his song What Love Is. kind of had the same idea that this very much had the vibes of a 90s boy band like when I listened to the first verse of it it reminded me of Westlife which is like one of my favorite boy bands <laughs> and I was like hell yes I can imagine listening and it's so corny and cheesy and like it's not very good but like that's what boy band music is like I want to put it on in my car I want to sing it with like you know full throttle going down the highway I like this song <laughs> I think when I first saw this, I think I like made a joke. I was like, oh, is Uku Subiste Estonian for 90s throwback? <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't like this song at all. I like looking at him. I don't like hearing him all that much. <laughs> the whole song just feels like a little sloppy. Like, 
his voice, like, I don't, like, love his voice. I mean, he is, like, a, objectively attractive. Like, I don't love his voice. The song just, like, is kind of all over the place. Like, in, it is a 90s boy band song, but then it's, like, for, like, every few 30 seconds, I'm like, oh, like, this is a good five seconds, and then it's, like, a mess again. <laughs> and, like, it's, like, not campy enough to, like, just be funny. Like, it seems to be pretty serious. Um... Sorry, Alex. And I would disagree a little bit in that I feel like it's a little too, at least in terms of the song itself, not his way of singing it, but the song is, like, too polished, you know? Like, they just asked a robot to make, like, AI to make a 90s, like, boy band pop song, and this is what it spit out, and it's like, yeah, it has, like, all the components it's supposed to have there. It's just, I mean, yeah, like, this was not at all, like, the perfect performance. I just, it had that 90s feel to it, and I was like, holy shit, you're eating at my guilty pleasure. Like, this was made for me. (laughs) Very fair. I, like, I don't know. There's definitely a difference between, like, a throwback and just a song that's really really dated. And I feel like this is just dated and boring as opposed to, like, one that's, like, intentionally referencing the 90s, you know? So, I don't know. I just, I'm not mad that we don't ever have to hear this song again (laughs) if we don't want to. Um, You will when we hang out in person again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, um, Estonia decided that they're going to hold another edition of SD Lao again next year. Uh, They did guarantee Uku a place in the contest. I'm not sure if it's a place in the final or just a place like in the competition. So he's going to be back next year with another song probably in SD Lao. No guarantee that he's going to win, which I do think is kind of bullshit. I think they should definitely just send him again with a better song or just a different song, I guess. But if he did not look like that, you would not say that. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Excuse me. I believe that all the 2020 artists should have a chance to go to Eurovision. Across the board. But at the same time, guys, at the same time, like it, it does go. I don't know if you would say like beyond Eurovision, but I guess below Eurovision in that. The national competitions also hold a lot for people who just like the national competition. So I'm sure that they're thinking, okay, well, you'll put a complete freeze on 2021, you know, if you don't have an actual full-fledged competition again. That's true. Yeah, definitely there's a few competitions that are kind of more important than Eurovision um, itself in their in the countries. I'm not. I don't know how how much SD Lao lives up to the main competition in Estonia. I'm sure it's a big deal, but it's definitely not. Like, I don't think it's like Melody Festival, which is like actually bigger than Eurovision in Sweden. Um, yeah. So I do understand some countries, particularly the Nordics, who are holding their national competitions again next year. But I, I still it, I'm still sad for Uku that he has to compete again. Although this is a chance for him to write a better song. <laughs> oh, he wrote that song. Well, I don't know if he wrote it, but it's time for the AI machine to spit out a new '90s boy band song. <laughs> I was gonna say but he wrote it. Aww. Maybe we'll have better processing speeds by next year, and AI will be better. <laughs> All right. Any more thoughts on Estonia before I move on? 
How many songs do you think next year are going to be about, you know, being removed from someone and missing someone (laughs) because we're in this freaking quarantine? I think quite a number. That or about, like, unity in the face of adversity and, like, loneliness and shit. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of corona themes, I think. Maybe some party songs. We'll see. I hope we need party songs like we always do. Yeah, of course. We got to stand some bops for next year. Okay. Um, Let's move on to Moldova, who picked Natalia Gorodienko. Uh, and her song Prison to represent them in 2020. Let's take a listen. kind of like melodramatic but not in a good way I don't know I just I don't have a lot to say about it I just don't I don't love it Moldova you've disappointed me you have so many good things to offer in the past and eh. I feel like Max really kind of did us dirty on this one because we started watching the official video and we were like okay like this isn't too bad like I don't know I could see myself like liking it after listening to it for 10 times and then we watched the national final performance and it is just like not carried well live like the staging is fine not that interesting her voice doesn't really carry it I really think this would just be kind of like stuck in the semis and like the banals of Eurovision history I agree with you guys I mean yeah and that, like, watching the music video, I was like, oh, okay, like, this is an interesting song. And then I heard it live, and I was like, oh, my God, her voice is so unbalanced compared to the studio version. Like, this is just really not good singing. So, sorry, Moldova, you don't get any points from me. Yeah, I think the mix in the national final was not great. And, yeah, her voice didn't seem to carry that much. I, I mean, I think she's a fine singer. I uh, definitely I don't have any like issues with her as a performer. I just the song is so blah. I don't know. Like I also know Philip Kirkorov uh, is one of the writers, and I I dislike him a lot uh, just generally. Um, even though he is partly responsible for Doritos, which is one of my favorites from 2018. But yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm a little disappointed in Moldova because they you know this is the same country that gave us Sunstroke Project and Doritos and a whole bunch of other fun things, and then they give us this. Kind of like last year, we're just not enamored with it either. 
I don't even remember their song last year. Was it Stay? Is that it? it? Okay, well, yeah. I think. <laughs> Unless it was like, yeah, it's Stay. That Is that the out. one they stole the sand artist for? Yes, that was it. Oh, well, good oh, memories. Okay, bring us home, Max. I think we're all done with this one. We're all we're all done with this one. Okay, nothing else to say. So let's let's close off with Croatia, who chose Damir Kedjo and his song Divli Vetre. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly because I don't speak Croatian, but yeah, let's take a listen and see what we think. So I just feel like there really is, I don't know if it's like a typecast or just like what genre it is, but there is like a Balkan ballad that I feel like we get at least three of every year in Eurovision because there are a lot of countries packed into the Balkans. And I mean, me and Max were like chatting while we were watching this song and it's like compared to what Croatia has sent in the past, which has been some like true horror shows that I won't even name into existence right now. Like I actually thought this one was like pretty good. Like he's like clearly passionate. He like sings like his fucking heart out into the song. Like it has some nice bridges, some nice melodies. Like it's not too special, but like it's going in the right direction for them, I guess. I feel like I would listen to it again, maybe. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like, yeah, like really good for Croatia, but like a very average Serbian ballad. <laughs> that is really kindling some fires with that one. <laughs> I'm not even gonna touch that. Sorry, if I start another war. Or if you hit the own nail in your coffin when the Croatians come and find you for that comment. <laughs> I apologize to all Croatians and Serbians for that particular comment. Um, but yeah, it's like it's it's a fine song. Like he sings really well. He sells it really well. Um, I've seen some interviews with him. He's like a really cool dude. Um, so, you know, sad that he doesn't get a chance to go to go to Eurovision 2020. I don't know if he's going to 2021 or not. But yeah, I mean, for, I would say a middling middling entry, you know, 50 50 chance of getting through the final if there was a final kind of kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It was a 50-50. I feel like it's one of those right now, I'm like, eh. But as it comes on my Spotify and I'm doing things and I can't skip, like, it'll grow on me. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not yeah. in any way. I feel like I won't skip it anymore and I will slowly like it, but it, like, could, like, place, like, totally last in the semifinal, I wouldn't be shocked, or it could randomly, like, be really popular and make it to the final. I'd be like, okay, I guess, sure. 
<laughs> You'd be like, oh yeah, like I knew it all along somewhere deep down. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> I mean, I predicted the Balkans would win at the beginning of the season, which I feel like I always go with, and then they always just send the same shit as last year. But like, there's something promising there that could break through. Okay, we haven't even covered all the Balkan countries yet, so you know, who knows? But yeah, so kind of make it through covering all the Balkan countries. <laughs> we'll make it. We'll make it. I promise. Uh, we will get to all of them in due course. Oh no, I meant uh, after the last comment. <laughs> yeah, we might not live that long. <laughs> I might not live that long. You're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> none, none, neither me nor Alex are about to defend you. <laughs> Hey, I'm all the way. Well, Alex gave everyone our locations earlier in the podcast, so. Okay, no, no, I feel like I feel like Virginia and Maryland are like fairly big states. You, on the other hand, <laughs> DC is small. <laughs> How many maxes are in DC? I don't know. Uh, probably a good. It's not that uncommon a name. Thank you. Quite a few. Yeah. How many maxes who love Eurovision? Maybe just one, <laughs> but. <laughs> Okay. Good thing we're under quarantine. <laughs> All right. Any, uh, any, any other thoughts on Croatia? No. Okay. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. That's uh, those four songs, and we'll have four more for you next week. So we're now going to do episodes weekly up until the original date of Eurovision. And after, we'll do a debrief uh, talking about whatever Eurovision, Europe, China light ends up being. Uh, We'll bring that to you, too. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. Uh, You can follow us on various social media at Facebook at Facebook.com slash Eurovision, on Twitter at SSE underscore pod, on Instagram at Eurovision. So be in touch. Follow us. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, If you have some suggestions on what you want to see from us during quarantine, how we can maybe ease your quarantine pains, let us know. We'd love to hear it. Thanks, guys. Bye, everyone. Stay safe and healthy. (laughs) 